I'll show you politics in America. Here it is, right here. I think the puppet on the right shares my beliefs. I think the puppet on the left is more to my liking. Hey, wait a minute. There's one guy holding up both puppets. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control. Read my lips. Just send your cash. There has never been so many lies, so much deception. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. (laughs) Please clap. It's time for the Mike Madison Show, a new breed of conservative talk. Now, here's your host, Mike Madison. Showtime! All right, good morning. Welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 103.9 WYAB. Thanks so much for joining me today. I, uh... I'm reporting again from an undisclosed location on the road. I'm amongst the snow, and it does not take me very long to realize what a southern man I am than spending a little bit of time uh, in freezing temperatures and with snowy and slushy streets. Of course, I'm in a part of the country that knows how to handle that stuff. It's kind of interesting. I talked last week about going to a sub-zero meeting last week and thinking everything would be canceled but of course they live in that and now i understand also you can get a decent decent heavy snow and it really doesn't slow down life if you know how to handle it so but i'll uh i'll take the south over over the north basically anytime when it comes climate wise i'll I'll whine about the heat in the summer times but i gotta tell you snow is a great thing to see and experience and ski in outside of that I, i don't know how people live this way Anyway, well, lots to get to today. I wanted to cover real quick. I ran across a ran across a tweet. A guy who goes by the name of Drewski. No idea who this is, but when you look at his label, his his description is basically just hashtag family is everything. You got to kind of like that. He really doesn't identify any other way. But this is what he said, and I just. Wondered if this resonates with anybody else. You know, I've talked a lot about the fact I feel like I'm on a political island. You know, I'm, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I even get frustrated with the Libertarian Party, although I am a dues-paying member of any, basically, any party that might introduce something different to our system. But this, this is what this guy posted. He said, a lot of stuff isn't resonating with me anymore to the point of feeling the pull to entirely disassociate from its existence. And he has a little list here. He says, paying taxes, nine-to-five job, anything in the news, politicians, physician and dentist appointments, college, influencers, pop stars, or, quote, famous people. And he, and he says also certain people in my life, sadly. Now, outside of that, my job, I kind of enjoy what I do. And, and that's something that's pretty necessary to most of us. <laughs> we do have to work for a living. But when you, listen to this list again, and then I'm going to read to you what he said. He said, paying taxes, a nine-to-five job, anything in the news, politicians, physician and dentist appointments, College, influencers, pop stars, famous people, or certain people in my life, sadly, he says. He said, I try so hard to balance my inner world with, quote, the world, unquote, but I'm finding it so hard to care anymore for stuff that is within that, quote, world, 
And when I feel I'm being forced into it or my hand is being pulled, I get easily agitated. He goes on to say, I know there is a balance and I will try to practice it daily, but there is something within me that so badly wants out and away from all of it. He said, not in a depression-driven escapism sense, more of a passionate realization of living a false life. He finishes up, he says, it's like every fiber of my being is resonating and screaming for things that display spirit, and yet all I find are empty, synthetic shells of systems doing nothing but taking and doing nothing for the soul but starving it. Anyone else? That's what he says. And this really resonated with me because I am caught in this weird thing, you know, by virtue of what I do when it comes to this radio show, the friends that I have that are very, they're politically aware. I enjoy the conversations about this stuff, but it it has really gotten to a level where I just think, man, I I just want out of this stuff. I think this is really my frustration with with what I see, particularly what I'm going to have to endure during a 2024 election year where everybody is out there screaming for their side when really the way the United States was set up, when it comes to some of these things in his list, number particularly paying taxes, politicians, you know, those things were really not supposed to be a part of our lives. The way this country was founded, the greatness of the United States is it's supposed to be such a, just like an afterthought. They're not supposed to invade every nook and cranny of our lives. And it is both sides of the aisle where my frustration comes from. And I will explain that to you here in just a few minutes. But it is interesting. I think a lot of people struggle with this because the the problem is, is that if you don't engage, if all good people, thinking people, people who want to just be left alone, if they don't engage to some degree, then we can almost assure that we won't be left alone. It's it's an odd trap to be in, but I am firmly in that trap. I want to just say chunk it all, and particularly when you're when you're in the kind of minority that I'm in, which is somebody who really wants freedom. I you know people, and, and I'm going to explain to you in a second what I'm mostly surrounded by are Republicans and conservatives, and I've got a couple of stories that'll show you why you guys are not <laughs> something's wrong. Y'all are headed in a, in a bad direction. It's kind of understandable why you might think you want to go here, but it's headed in a bad direction. There's some laws coming out around the country that I'll get into in just a minute uh, to show you what I'm talking about. A couple of quotes of the day. Thomas Sowell said, quote, The fact that so many successful politicians are such shameless liars is not only a reflection on them, it is also a reflection on us. When the people want the impossible... Only liars can satisfy. Amen to the great Thomas Sowell. That is very, very true. We almost beg these people to lie to us because we expect them to do so much for us. Ludwig von Mises, a famous libertarian thinker, said this. He said, quote, There is no more dangerous menace to civilization than a corrupt than a government of incompetent, corrupt, or vile men. The worst evils which mankind has ever had to endure were inflicted by bad governments. And isn't that interesting? (laughs) Really, look through history. Uh, We've got our Jeffrey Dahmers and some of these other kinds of freaks out there that cause all kinds of mayhem, all kinds of bad things happen, earthquakes, tsunamis. But if you look at the, the vast majority of human suffering, of 
actual death around the world, what you're going to find outside of, of course, natural causes, but what you will find is premature death. The number one, number one source of that is government. And yet, for some reason, in country after country, we give them a monopoly on violence. It's really quite interesting if you ever stop and think about it that way. Uh, I did want to say, there is a, there's a little bit of good news. I'll tell you what I'm going to do, my one little bit of good news clip, uh, clip here, and then I'm going to come back and explain to you why, why Republicans are... You're not learning the lessons of history. But it was, I, I don't have the, I was looking at it and right before I came on. I thought, oh, I have these statistics. But uh, in more good news, as I've been doing for the last couple of weeks now, explaining how the globalists are on the run, their, their plans are not working out well. They really are not. And it is being shown that fewer and fewer people around the world, not only in the United States, are more people are refusing vaccinations. Now, there are people out there right now that already, they're, what? Bunch of rubes? They're clutching their pearls. You're going to make my little Johnny sick. This is one of those weird things, you know, where where parents demand that the other kids in their classroom be vaccinated. And, you you know, people have been saying it's a lot like COVID, but we've been saying this for years. So why are you worried if my child is vaccinated? If your child's vaccinated, then aren't they Okay. I'll say, well, no, everybody has to be vaccinated. Well, are you not admitting then that your vaccine doesn't work? I mean, it's, it's this weird pretzel that people have gotten themselves into. But bottom line is COVID has exposed the genetic experiment called the Operation Warp Speed COVID jab has freaked out so many people. They've seen that it doesn't work. They've seen people injured by this thing that they are actually, it is bleeding down the list of vaccinations. And people are actually getting fewer of the regular things, the flu shots, the rest of the ridiculous vaccines they're pushing on us. Now, the numbers right now are fairly small. I saw some areas where they're saying it used to be 95.4% and it's gone down to 92% are fully vaccinated. But that's only within a couple of years. You understand a lot of people who take these vaccines or kids who take these vaccines, they, they come up for renewal right? <laughs> they're, they're boosters and all these things about every two, three, five, six years. And so I would imagine that this percentage will go up as more as of these, these shot deadlines go by. So anyway, it is kind of great to see. There may be some good vaccines out there. At this point, I really don't even know. What I do know is in the vast majority of them, they load them up with all kinds of horrible things. I don't even know uh, vaccines really could be a net positive. Why they want to put them with, with aluminum and mercury and thimerosal and these other adjuvants that are in these shots, is there really no other way to do this or are they just trying to kill us? I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll have to see. Anyway, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take a quick break. But as I, as, as I predicted, you know, many of these things are headed in the right directions, but I believe... I think it's been months ago that I really started to get the sense that where I think we're headed is to right-wing authoritarianism. And, and this was a, kind of an interesting thing to say at the time, months ago or even today, because most people believe that socialism and communism is taking over the world. We've got the World Economic Forum. We've got all these nut jobs pushing climate and gender and all these other things. The 
ac- uh, academics has been taken over by the left. You know, people will say these things, but I'm telling you, I believe that those things have gotten so obscene and so absurd that we're about to see a big backlash towards more right-wing authoritarianism. And I think that we're starting to already see the signs of it. This has been my prediction for some period of time now, as hard as it is for people to believe, but I'll show you what I'm talking about when we come back. It's Stick a So we have obviously seen over the past, I don't know, 10 to 15 years, a real march towards some real weirdness. The global warming hysteria, I guess, is even older than that. Al Gore making it pretty famous back in the 1990s and into the 2000 election. But the real hysteria, the the ideas that they have on how to combat climate change, forcing everybody into electric cars, banning gas stoves, no airline travel, 15-minute cities, all of these things. We we feel like we're headed towards this this socialist left-wing authoritarianism. It does feel that way. I feel it. I combat it on this show. I implore my good-thinking liberal and and left-leaning friends to to understand what is happening to their, their side. Some of them get it. Some of them don't. People like Jimmy Dore completely understand. The Kool-Aid drinkers just cannot seem to think for themselves. But I'm telling you, the the problem, what we have to be on lookout for, and to many people this will come as a as a relief when you see the fi- the right fighting back against some of the things you don't like. It's just the powers that they are giving themselves to fight these things. I will caution you, may not be the best idea in the long run. I'm not even really going. I'm not even going to pick on Trump with this. This is a few state laws that have come around. But one of the things that you know <laughs> that I heard the other day is. I think it was either the New Hampshire or the Iowa caucuses. The, somebody did it. I think it was a left-wing organization. But they went to Trump supporters and said, would you rather have four years of Biden as president or, or Donald Trump as a dictator? Now, I can understand all of us want out from underneath the Joe Biden presidency. It is just one of the biggest dumpster fires ever witnessed by mankind. But there were a lot of Trump supporters, and they were kind of baited into this. I would like to think that if they sat down and thought about it for a second, they might at least equivocate and say, well, I don't want the guy to be a dictator. I just want him in the White House. But many of them said, yeah, oh, yeah, I'd take, I'd take Trump as a dictator. I heard one guy, one of the people interviewed, and I'm sorry I don't have this clip. It's unprofessional. I should have the clip. But he essentially said, look, sometimes uh, you just need a parent to spank you. That, that was his response to the idea of Trump being a dictator, that he, he needed to be ruled a little bit more. Now, I'm sure if you ask him, he's like, well, no, not me, but everybody else. They need to be ruled a little bit more. We need a strong man dictator because things have gotten out of hand and we need, a, we need a strong ruler. And there may be many people listening to me that kind of feel that same way. Well, be careful what you wish for. Here's a couple of headlines out of some states around the country. And the free state of Florida seems to be leading the charge in this. I want to read this. This is the first one that I ran across in the last week. Florida lawmakers 
move to bar kids from social media in latest state house push. Now this is um, this is actually a appears to be bipartisan, and I there is nobody on air, not at WYAB at least, that is less attracted to social media, more critical of social media than me. I have told you I've had like a fatwa against social media itself. I think it's turned us into degenerates. It has turned us into wildly uh, aggressive people, keyboard warriors. I think it stokes hatred. It reinforces bubbles and tribalism. It closes minds rather than using the wonderful internet to learn more things and expand our understanding of things. We actually become more closed off. And look, I love the internet. It is one of the things that is defeating this left-wing authoritarian push that people can get more information. Can you imagine... Can you imagine if the COVID shots had rolled out, if this was something that had happened in 1993 rather than 2023? Or I guess 1990 rather than 2020 when they rolled out, 91 rather than 21, uh, because the media would have had total control over what you heard about those things. I mean, it would be almost impossible to hear about the millions of side effects, these kinds of... I mean, they would have been able to totally control the narrative on those things. So I love the internet. I'm not a fan of social media, and I really think it's hurting our kids. I definitely think that. I believe that. I express the same... I understand the concern of the Florida state legislature, but just listen to some of this stuff. Florida's House of Representatives has greenlit what could be one of the nation's strictest laws aimed at protecting children online, passing a bill that would bar anyone 16 and younger from using social media. While lawmakers voiced some concerns, <laughs> you like the way that I, uh, I put my own slant on every story just by using voice inflection? <laughs> While lawmakers voiced some concerns about enforcement, parental rights, and First Amendment issues, the bill passed with overwhelming bipartisan support and on Thursday moved to the state Senate, which is expected to take up the bill soon. Quote, they are targeting our babies. This was said by Representative Michelle Rayner, a Democrat from St. Petersburg who sponsored a similar bill last year. Quote, you all know I'm a civil rights lawyer, but the fight to protect our children on social media is a fight I will take every day and twice on Sundays. It is the latest in a slew of state house proposals to crack down on what is increasingly seen as a threat to our children and their childhood. Now, I agree. But holy cow, can we please look? Here's what you're asking for with this ban. And I'm going to say this repeatedly because this is not the only story on what they are trying to outlaw. What you are saying is that uh, a 15-year-old child or the mother or father of a 15-year-old child who gets onto social media will be threatened with violence from the state, potential kidnapping, kidnapping, and putting them into a cage at the point of a gun. Now, I would imagine that, the, you know, what this law is, I don't know. Uh, it, maybe it just comes with a fine. So they're going to have to, there's going to have to be an enforcement of this, right? So they're going to start, what, snooping on everybody's social media more and then age checking everybody that's on there. And then if they find a 15-year-old or a 12-year-old that got onto social media, they immediately issue, what, a ticket, a ticket to the parents, 
Or do they intervene? Maybe Child Protective Services needs to get involved. Is that what you want into people's lives because a 12-year-old accessed social media? All of these things are giving the government the ability to strip you of your wealth, kidnap you, and put you into a cage. Because ultimately, let's just say it's a $250 fine if they catch your youngster on social media. And again, I think social media is a disaster for our children. You know who I think should be protecting our children from social media? Anyone? Anyone? Maybe the parents? Maybe parents can make better decisions and stand up to peer pressure and put their foot down with their children when it comes to TikTok destroying their attention spans. Oh, I believe there's a whole host of problems with social media. But let's just say there's a $250 fine because they find out your kid got onto TikTok. And then that is uh, that's sent out to the parents. What happens if you don't pay that fine? A warrant will go out for your arrest. If you ignore the warrant the late notices, whatever, then they will come to your house at some point or when you get pulled over for a soft roll through a stop sign, they'll find out you got a warrant. You will suddenly be arrested for this and you will have to be in the system. Should you resist that ridiculous arrest because your 15-year-old got into social media, the state reserves the right to gun you down in the street, beat the crap out of you violently throw you into the back of a car and then into a cage. Well, they will determine how long you have to sit there. This to combat an issue that is within the purview of, again, anyone, anyone, parents. I don't know how many parents out there are probably concerned about social media. They are waiting for the government to come in and do something. They, They could stop their child anytime they wanted to. From being on social media, you're the boss until they're at least 18. They're living in your house. But no, we want the government to come in and make it illegal. That way, I don't have to fade the heat when I tell my child they can't be on social media, but their friends can. I don't want to seem like the uncool mom. I don't want to seem like the the, the downer dad. So if the government just outlaws it for everybody, then it'll make it more easy for me to monitor what my kids are doing. I don't want to have to bother be checking their phones and paying attention to them. I just want the government to come in and do it for me. Stop and think for just a nanosecond, just a nanosecond of exactly what you're asking for. Because with every one of these bills, and i got to take a break, I know I'm going to go long on these things because it's amazing to me that we don't have the, the ability to see a few steps forward on this, this constantly asking the government. I thought it was the left that was always talking about protecting our children. Well, it's, I mean, that's really not right. This is the, this is the politician grandstanding move of all moves. We're doing it for the children. All of these things, and again, the, the plenty of patriots, the, those who, who want the government to be in charge of their safety, you're not going to get it. It's not going to work. It's going to be obtrusive. When you choose between safety and liberty, you, you, know, you choose safety over liberty, you get neither. So this is one of these things, and this is why I say I'm, I'm actually equally concerned with some kind of a right-wing takeover. This is in conservative Florida, and there's more like this. It's the, it's the red states right now that are seeking as a snapback to all of this craziness we've been seeing from the left, as a snapback to it, they are now overreaching themselves. I'll tell you about that in just a second when I come back with a couple more stories. People think 
Stop and think for a second. Every time you hear something is going to be banned, understand what that ultimately means is the state reserves the right to shoot you in the street with a gun if you disobey. Most people would just pay the fine, right? Maybe you don't want to. Maybe you forget to. Maybe you don't have the money to. Well, then you got a warrant. Hopefully they don't catch you on a bad day where you don't feel like you should be taken off the streets, taken away from you, possibly costing you your job to go sit into a cage for an afternoon and then have to go hire an attorney because your 15-year-old found a TikTok account they could get on. This, this is what this is. Every time you ban something, you're giving the government more power. I'll show you what, more of what I'm talking about when I come back. Stick around. We are back. This is the Mike Madison Show, 103.9 WYAB. I'm talking about this snapback towards some kind of craziness we've seen in the world, particularly generated from the left. And I just covered the story about social media. Florida is moving to ban social media for any children under 16 years old. I don't think social media is healthy for our children, but I understand that giving the state more power to enforce something else is that's an erosion of your freedoms. And so I, it, it's very frustrating for me to see the right understand something so well and then do something diametrically opposed to it. Just flip. It's the same people who have the don't tread on me bumper sticker on their car right next to the thin blue line bumper sticker on their car. Pick a lane. Either you don't want to be ruled or you want rulers and enforcers. This is not anti-cop. Plenty of good cops out there. But understand that they are the enforcement arm. It will be the police that are tasked with enforcing all of these laws. Here's another one. This is another one out of Florida. A bill introduced in the Florida Senate would make callings would make calling someone transphobic, homophobic, racist, or sexist a form of defamation. According to the bill, quote, an allegation that the plaintiff has discriminated against another person or group because of their race, sex, Sexual I don't want to get all this. Meaning that anyone accused of said isms wouldn't have to prove actual malice. In instances where someone is accused of homophobia or transphobia, defendants charged with defamation wouldn't be allowed to use the plaintiff's religious or scientific beliefs as part of their defense and could face fines of up to $35,000. Now, I'm like everybody else. Who isn't sick? Of these people who, the, the, they have no arguments, they can't back up anything they say, so what they immediately do, if you disagree with them, is they call you a racist, a transphobe, a homophobe, any of these isms, right? I'm as sick of it as anybody else. But basically what this is, it's another one of these, it's a right-wing snapback to this, where they say, you know, on one hand, the, the right says correctly, the left is always accusing us of hate speech just because we disagree with them. Well, this is just another version of legislating hate speech, except coming from the right. So 
$1,000 if somebody calls somebody transphobic, homophobic, racist, or something along those lines. They can be sued for defamation just for saying the words. We're long past the time of sticks and stones, right? Now it is all words hurt us. We all need our safe spaces. This is, to me, a right-wing safe space. They called me transphobic, Mike. I'm going to sue them. Now they're on the hook for $35,000 again. This is giving the government more power. And who's going to enforce this? They have to have an enforcement mechanism. You've got to have access to the courts. And then if you think, because maybe you called somebody transphobic or homophobic, or you called somebody racist, because there's a lot of racists on the left, aren't there? I mean, it's the left who believes that black people can't get a photo ID, for the love of God. They infantilize an entire race of people collectively. And so if you call one of them actually a racist, you may be on the hook for $35,000. And what if you think that's ridiculous? I'm not paying it, Mike. Oh, yes, you are. Because now this, another conservative legislature has made this basically essentially a crime, something that can be adjudicated in court. And so now you're on the hook for $35,000. And if you say you're not going to pay it, again, here we go, down the path. What happens? You know, they start seizing your assets. Maybe they put out a warrant. Maybe you're held in contempt of court. Next thing you know, you're kidnapped and put into a cage by the state. This is like a right-wing safe space. And I'm telling you, this is just the beginning of these things. I've seen them coming for a while. Oklahoma recently, another red state, right? Oklahoma has introduced a bill, and I don't know what the state of it is right now. I don't know where it is, if it got anywhere, or if it was just some nut job saying it. They were going to outlaw sexting unless you're in a married relationship. I don't believe there was even any age requirements on this. If you sent a no-no picture to your boyfriend or girlfriend... High school, young adult, senior citizen. From what I read, it didn't matter. They're going to crack down because, again, they see this, and boy, I don't understand sexting. I I don't do it. Never done it. Implored my children not to do it because, see, I don't need the government to tell me what to tell my children to do. It's kind of my responsibility to gear them away from that. I can't be sure they've never done it. (laughs) That's also how kids are. But I explained to them the dangers of it. I can't imagine any, any guy sending a picture of himself and Mr. Johnson to somebody else, not without the mental ability to go, God, I hope I don't break up with this woman and this ends up all over social media. I mean, I just, the stupidity of sexting to me is insane, but there shouldn't be laws against stupidity. And boy, isn't it tragic when some young girl sends a picture out and it ends up there. I watched a whole documentary about this. I think it's called The Most Hated Man on the Internet. Where girls, and sometimes they had taken you know, bourgeois pictures in private, but their phones had been hacked. And these things ended up on this guy's website. They really are terrible stories. I mean, it's another one of these consequences of this technology. I do not deny that there's problems with social media for kids under 16. I do not deny that it is tiresome to constantly be called a racist and all these things. And if somebody calls you a transphobe for no reason in an argument, it sure would be satisfying to be able to sue them. 
I understand that sexting causes a lot of problems in our society. We should be smart enough not to do it, but this idea of passing a law. We got to have a law. We got to get the government involved. We got to get law enforcement involved in these human behaviors. These choices that we make that don't necessarily there is no victim to a 14-year-old uh, getting onto social media outside of maybe them. Now, they may say some things that hurt some people's feelings or whatever. There's all kinds of things about social media that are bad. These are all victimless crimes that the right, that the right is seeking to criminalize and end up ultimately being enforced at the point of a gun. And, and I so much understand the desire to fight back, you know, against what we're seeing, but to essentially you're just giving this government more and more and more power every time. And then when the other side, somebody that you don't like, whether it's even if it's your side, do we really want Nikki Haley to be the one that decides where we commit our troops right now? Of course not. Now, you might want Donald Trump to do it, so you give Donald Trump a ton of power, and then a Nikki Haley comes. She's theoretically, you know, she's on the right, supposedly. I know a lot of people say, well, she's getting her votes from Democrats. That's true. I can't stand Nikki Haley. But there have been a lot of people on the right that have used these, these powers that were given to them, whether they were emergency or national security powers, and they use them. These are just more powers for the political class. Each and every one of these bills, as understandable as it is, to want these ills of society remedied, this idea of waiting for legislatures or, or imploring legislators to start banning things that you don't like is just, this leads to totalitarianism. You're, you're digging your own grave, and it's why I really have, i got to tell you, kind of very little patience uh, for a lot of conservatives out there who who love to talk about freedom and liberty and law and order at the same time and not really understanding that those are really kind of kind of an opposite it doesn't matter it doesn't mean we shouldn't have a good moral society and that you know murderers and predators who actually harm other people shouldn't be taken off the streets but I have watched and I used to be one of you too believe me I was I was a law and order guy myself but I've seen so many people on the right just talk about, well, if you didn't do the crime, you won't do the time, right? I, can't, I think I did. I butcher that. Don't. Yeah. Don't do the crime. What, what is it? I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and what that basically says is when you say your law and order, it is that every politician who's ever lived was just a wonderful human being, quite an exceptional person, and they wouldn't have put a law in place if it wasn't a good idea, and the cops wouldn't be enforcing it if it wasn't a good idea, so we all need to obey the law. The most pathetic sentence I ever hear from just about any American is, I'm a law-abiding taxpayer, taxpaying citizen. <laughs> to, to me, that is, oh, you're, you're one of the sheep. You believe that you should be controlled and your, your wealth stripped from you. And as long as, you, basically, you're a person who complies with everything. Now, this is lost on a lot of people. You think I'm calling for immoral, bad behavior. I'm a libertarian. And I believe the government should have no, no ability to do things that we can't do. And the bottom line is if you steal people or uh, if you take their stuff or you hurt people, 
then you can be put in jail as a libertarian. That is aggressive behavior, and you pay a consequence for that. Outside of that, when there's no victim, there is no crime. These are bad decisions. Sexting is a bad decision. Being on social media when you're 12 years old is a bad family decision by the child and by the parents. Calling somebody a racist or a transphobe or any of these other ridiculous labels that the left makes when they can't articulate any coherent argument in a thing is really annoying. I don't want to legislate it out. I don't want to create more hate uh, speech laws to combat the current hate speech laws. I want to get rid of the current hate speech laws. I want to take more power away from the government enforcing these kinds of things. I don't know if this is lost on people, but I'm telling you right now, I hope your radar's up for this kind of stuff. And you're not the people out there calling for more laws to protect us on the right, to fight back. More laws will not make you safe. They will not make you happy. They will make things worse. Woke up in my All right, final segment for the day. I actually was going to spend most of the show on this. They almost got me. They almost got me excited about something, and I should have known better. I really should. I mean, I'm so suspicious and cynical about everything. I should have known that it was just a political ploy, and that is the Texas border. I got to tell you, I, I got pretty excited like I think a lot of people did when they— You know, the Supreme Court ruled the feds could come take down the barbed wire and the state said, we'll put it back or you can't touch it. And Texas took over part of the border. And I felt like, oh, my gosh, the states are fighting back. How how silly and naive of me. They almost got me in that one. Because I'm one of these people and I've said it many times, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the airline who just says no to the ridiculous things that the government tries to impose on it. Unfortunately, all the airlines are on the take. They get bailouts every time things don't go their way. We don't get a share of the profits when they do well, but when things are tough, we bail the airlines out. So they're all, you know, feeding at the trough of the federal government. I'm ready for the car company who says, we make gas cars. That's what we're good at. We're not going to be transitioning all of our fleet by 2035 to electric. No, that's not our business model. We have no interest in it. Screw you, federal government. I'm waiting for that. And I'm waiting for states to say no. And so I guess my desire to see states actually say no. I've been a long proponent now. A couple of years we've been talking about the national divorce. I think it's time. It's not because I can't live amongst other people. I just think that it's gotten to the point where everybody wants so much from their government, they ought to be able to choose their own government. I drive all over this country now for days and days, and it always strikes me as I go from state to state and encounter other people uh, in different, you know, different cultures, different ethnicities, different parts of the country. And I realized <laughs> there, there's no way one city with 537 corrupt guys and gals should be ruling all of this. Anyway, when it comes to Texas, I have to say, I let my guard down. I got very excited. It turns out what we found out very quickly was they made a big deal about the Eagle Pass area and what they were doing there. And some great citizen journalists went that, down there to take a look. And what they found was about half a mile from where all the TV cameras and everything was set up, 
were some wide open gates. That what they were talking about on this Eagle Pass and, and Texas really calling out the National Guard and really enforcing their border, it led us to believe that Texas had flooded their border with armed troops that had said enough is enough and they're protecting their border. Apparently that was about a two-mile stretch. This was a political game. At least that's what it appears to me now, judging by other people who went down there. Probably had the same excitement I did, and they went to go check it out, and they found out, oh my gosh, this is Greg Abbott playing his political game. This is helping Donald Trump. I'm sure Trump loves it because it's a great, great way to talk more about the border, which should be talked about and should be closed and should be controlled. I'm with you on all those things, but I believe this whole Texas thing is so far from what I'm seeing is just another political stunt. Out of a 2,000-mile southern border, apparently they were really hardcore on two miles of it. And a half mile down the road, wide open fences. People just walking across. Other areas just completely unmanned. Out of 2,000 miles, they're at two. What is that, 0.1%? 0.1% or 0.01%? I don't have time. I'm too mad to do the math right now. But that's what it was. And they almost got me. I'm really embarrassed. I actually had a list of other states that were participating and wondering what it took Mississippi a little while, but Tate Reeves, against eventually signed on to the letter from uh, all of the governors that say they were standing with Texas. From what I can see right now, this is all political. This was just something to rally people, to get people fired up on both sides of the issue, to exacerbate it as a campaign issue. It, it, for the left, they got to see, see, look how it, it's, it's almost like another insurrection down there in Texas. And for the for the right, they go, see, this is what Trump's talking about. He's going to get tough on the. It was just a big, fat political stunt. And I hope I'm wrong. Ultimately, we'll see. Maybe this stokes something in somebody. But from Ted Cruz and Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, and everybody else, this looks like it was just a dog and pony show to, to try to convince everybody that Republicans were serious about closing our border. Dang shame, isn't it? That's all the time I got. Have a great one. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.